Welcome to the Neuro Experience. I am your host, Louisa Nicola. I am a mathematician, former Australian triathlete, and neuro performance coach. I am your brain coach. I know what it takes to succeed at the highest levels, and I'm here to show you how to get from where you are to where you want to be. This show is designed to teach you scientific mental strategies that you can use and implement to get results fast. So expect to be fearless. Take notes and take action. Let's get into it. Andy, how are you going? I'm so excited to have you here. Happy to be on. Very excited. I am very excited. I, you know, I, I haven't taken your class yet, but I've heard unbelievable things. Thank you. Okay. I've heard amazing things. And coincidentally, every time I'm here, like saying bye to someone or saying hi to someone, you're always looking at me like, are you going to join my class? So I'm waiting. I know. I will get there this week. But <laughs> I'm especially to have you, I'm especially excited to have you here because you are a very inspirational guy especially when it comes to training you know um, a lot of your a lot of the people that come here a lot of your clients really boast about how inspirational you are and how positive they feel when they leave your class so uh, we're gonna deep dive I want you to tell us who you are like totally. who, who is Andy Andy Stern yes uh, so I was actually I was raised in in uh, central New Jersey and um, always had a, a passion for fitness and 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 pursuing you know a good body I guess you would say let's be honest you know high school and college wanted to just look good mm. naked and drink tequila and all that good jazz as all the young boys <laughs> do um I was an athlete growing up played baseball dabbed in some wrestling the dream was actually to be a professional wrestler really you know, it was the, the boyhood dream and I uh pursued it when I was about 19 I went to a school in uh in Hasbrook Heights in New Jersey. I used to drive like an hour and a half, get beat up for an hour, mm-hmm. um, then drive home every night in the summer, every single night. It was terrible. And loved it. Loved every second of it, but I knew that that wasn't my future. Yeah. Um, went into college, studied business marketing, got my MBA, and that's at that time I, I kind of saw a need for a college fitness program. You know, there were a lot of popular programs on DVD at Ready insanity p90x and um they were attracting the general public and i thought and i knew that the college student was different they have different habits of sleep different um needs as far as food you know they're eating ramen noodles two o'clock in the morning eating pizza at any hour so and they needed something that was very quick and efficient that they could do in their dorm room especially because most of them were intimidated to go to the gym because the football players were there and the athletes were there so uh, I started creating this dorm room program. The university, uh, Monmouth University, endorsed it, meaning they allowed me to advise 30 students. Uh, we spent an entire semester doing R&D and uh, filming this, producing it, reaching out to different schools. So um, during my MBA, I just spent time just really devoted to curriculum and getting out the college workout you know, to different campuses. So it, it expanded throughout 20 different states. I was going to different colleges, teaching this program, and awesome. loved it. Loved, loved it every it. second. And that's what, what's your primary role here? Because you do a lot of the um, a programming. Of, yeah, programming. Yeah. There you go. So I was um, introduced to Eugene and mm-hmm. Andy Stenzler, Noah, and Anthony uh, through one of the investors early on, uh, before Rumble really had its its concept because mm. um, I worked with Orange Theory for a number of years training the trainers oh you know what they've just brought Orange Theory to Australia 
Nice. Um, yeah, literally, just, you know, probably about three months ago. It's a hell of a program. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. I will never say a bad, bad thing about the program. It right. just, um, it handcuffed me as a as a individual trainer, as a personality. Uh, I didn't have enough growth. Um, and I, I really did love the people. I loved the company. But, you know, I was at a point where I was actually studying for my doctorate in physical therapy because I said I need something a little more stable in my career at that point. Um, and that's when Rumble conversations started early on. Again, this was just a shot in the dark because there was no workout. It was just the name, and it mm. was going to be boxing group fitness. We didn't know what the second half of the room was going to be. We didn't know it was three-minute rounds. We didn't know anything. So uh, I was the first hire, um, and then we brought in Rob, Rob Great Brain as well with the program, and we tested this thing for months, six, seven months, and just mm. how many minutes should be the rounds be? How many people could we fit in the studio? What does it entail? The projectors, everything. Everything came to life well, over months. You've done so well. You've done so well. You guys are opening up. Um, you've got another two locations opening up in the next few months. So, you, it's it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster right. over the past year for sure. I can tell. It's been a lot of fun. So obviously you would know because um you know of my brand. You know neuroathletics. You know that I believe um and the company believes that the mind and the and the brain is the powerhouse. To achieving anything and that's what we preach that's what we discuss we always mm -hmm. say that if you can build your mind and build your brain per se uh, you can achieve anything you want in life and I'm not talking about the crazy success you know like I need to be number one um, but literally you can you can overcome anything everyone goes through obstacles no matter you know what level you're playing at just the regular you know every 100%. someone who wakes up every day that's an obstacle getting up getting on that freaking subway because <laughs> this morning did you hear what happened i did uh, terrible news of course terrible and it's like every single day it's a fight <clears throat> it's true so let's dive into that because i i know you've had you know you've had a very had an interesting interesting, interesting road here exactly yes. you've had an interesting road so what do you think when it comes to i guess when it comes to mindset and challenges and setbacks how do you how do you cope? How do you overcome this? Um, actually, the first, the day that I signed um, my, I guess you call it, rumble contract, mm. um, I lost my dad that night uh, to a sudden heart attack. I'm so and sorry to hear that. It was, uh, thank you. It was, it was terrible. I mean, the guy was got me into fitness. He was a health nut, ran three miles Jesus. a day, super healthy guy. Um, and we had a great relationship. Our family was always super strong. So this really hit hard um so now to you know have this positivity of this locking this career which i was at a crossroads at and losing him it was it was a, it was a hard struggle um 30 days later my mom they found cancer on her pancreas so now trying to build this rumble concept take care of mom take care of my family move to a new city two months prior to that i got engaged so now to try to plan a wedding um, it was a lot of different pieces, you know, how do you, how do you stay positive in what seems like just a negative time and a time of like, oh my God, everything's going wrong, you know, and it was hard to keep focused on the present because you're continuously looking to the future, you know, building rumble, is mom going to be okay? I'm getting married and then focusing on the past. Like, how do you grieve and mourn dad? How do you not you know, let that sink in for a second. Be like, oh my God, all of this has just changed. So I felt oftentimes that, you know, I, I always tell people like I wasn't there mentally as far mm -hmm. as 
I'd be having a conversation with you, um, but I wasn't there. Like, I, I could mm-hmm. hear you, I was in it, but you just really feel, like, out of the moment. It's, Jesus, I've got goosebumps, but it's, um, <laughs> it's so interesting. You know, you always look at entertainers, okay, and when you have to show up, okay, and you think and you look at them on stage, whatever stage that is, whatever platform, you think, oh, they've got such a good life, look how happy they right. are. You never know what's going on in yeah, somebody's right. life. So it's interesting what you guys do here because you are performers, okay? Yes, obviously professionals mm-hmm. in the fitness industry, but you're performers. So when you get up on that stage and you have to get rid of all the shit going on, it's hard, but it's, hard. A, it's a mental muscle. You have to train it. Yeah. I actually use... I went back to training the week after Dad passed because it was an outlet Your for me. Your own training or to? Teaching at Orange Theory yeah. at that point still. I wasn't out of, um, you know, I had was paying my time there still mm. before I was opening Rumble. I gave them my few months notice, but I went back the week after and a lot of people thought that was a little, you know, premature to go back, but I used it as an outlet to help others. Mm. Um, and it was actually helping myself indirectly. It was going back to those positivity messages or positive messages that I was spreading. It was trying to help somebody else achieve something um, while dealing with my own issues. You know, I didn't want to sit there and feel guilt. I didn't want to sit there and think, what if, or, you know, can I have one more day with him? Or you have all those emotions. I wanted to turn it into, let me focus on this moment right now and who I could help because somebody else in that room is going through something probably worse than what I am, which is hard to think about. What's but worse? I know. That's, that's the crazy part. Yeah, that's amazing. It was, it's it's not a easy thing to wake up to every day and think, like, stay positive, do positive yeah. things, but you feel so much better when you know you're helping somebody. I always think that, too. It's um, what you give back into the world, into the yep. community, um, you get in return. And actually, that's something that we were speaking about um, you're saying that you always promote in your classes. You've done well today. Mm-hmm. You've done a great workout. Um, you've pushed yourself. Now go outside and do something. You gotta so, do something good for somebody else. So what is that your mantra in the class? Do you have a specific yeah, Andy I, I, mantra? Uh, well, we always end with a big bicep flex. Um, what? I, yeah, oh, is that what that is? Okay. My, my iconic pose is. Uh, it. It's important to understand that, like, and I think I, I really did learn this from the shock of my dad and my mom getting sick was this is not guaranteed, you know, like nothing, nothing. And especially the fact that you could work out is in New York city, in rumble. It's not only a gift physically, financially, but like you got to just own this thing because tomorrow we might not be here. Mm. Um, and it's important to take that in, but this is an opportunity to do something better for yourself. Mm. You got to take that and roll with it. As soon as you finish, give somebody else an opportunity, make their day a little bit better. Because we gave you an opportunity here. Spread that love. Help somebody that's not as, you know, maybe financially opportunities to be here, health-wise, or anything. Just give back. And what do you think most of the people that, like, do you get, is, like, do you get a lot of people who are reoccurring? You see them every day? Yes. And what do you think, um, you know, what's the main reason why people come? to you do you think do you think it's fitness do you think it's because it's fun it's motivating what do you think it is i think there's a lot i think there's a lot i think um one of the elements of i love teaching rumble is i am teaching you two skills at the same time teaching you the skill of boxing and weight training so knowledge is power right you you're gonna learn something you're gonna feel more confident the next time you're in so second time third time you come you're like oh i remember the jab i remember the cross Mm. you get more comfortable 
So right off the bat, we've now established knowledge, confidence. Mm. Second level is the escape. You know, we are so connected every hour, every day. There's no work-life balance anymore. You're glued to your Instagram. You're glued to your work email. This allows you for 45 minutes to just listen to some nostalgia hip-hop or dance track. Um, It is, in, in reality, it's therapy for a lot of people because they're just letting out a lot of emotions on that bag. They're lifting dumbbells. They're they're pushing their bodies, but they're also pushing mentally. They're yeah. pushing through. It's You're literally changing people's state, okay? And state and emotional state, uh, state management is one of the most, you know, key ingredients when it comes to mindset, yeah. okay? And I actually remember I when I came here, like, you know, six months ago when I first started coming to New York and um, I actually took a class and before I had to go in I came out and took a phone call which was stupid 10 minutes beforehand and something happened back in Australia and it really it really dug it really dug into me I was so mad and I think that if I wasn't well trained when it comes to my mental performance I could have let that affect me for the entire day Mm -hmm. but just having that happen and going straight into the class where you've got you've got no room to to cry, to be pissed off, to be yeah. angry, it's dark. It really does help you. And then after that, I felt bulletproof. I felt I like, great. I was like, you take on the amazing. city. I love that. So, do you guys talk? Do you talk a lot about nutrition in your class, or do you? I like to touch on it um, after they finish the class, and it's never an easy subject because it's complicated for every person. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no one diet that answers everything. It's what I try to stress to them is. You're not losing when you go out and have a social burger or pizza with friends. That's Thank not God. that's not the moment. Yeah. You know, it's the moment when you're you're at home and you're reaching for, you know, a bag of potato chips. It's the moment when you're adding the mayonnaise to your, your bread or it's the sugar in the coffees, the whipped cream on top of, you know, your extra mocha, coca, loca, Starbucks, you know, those kind of things. But it's that in that moment, that's what interests me. It's like what goes on in a human's brain in that moment it's not before then it's in that moment it's like and we always say you know um you know human philosopher you were driven by two things to move away from pain or to seek pleasure so in that moment it's like if i grab that cupcake it means that i'm going to experience more pain if i don't eat it so that's where self-discipline comes in totally there is actually you know the other way i look at it as well is which I think social media is, and is a bigger topic in itself, but mm. I think it's not as healthy. So you talked about us as actors, as entertainers, as you know, professionals, but there's method acting. Like mm. Johnny Depp's a method actor, Heath Ledger was a method actor. They lived as that character until they were done with the whole production of the movie. We as fitness you know, professionals are now live on Instagram all the time. Everybody wants to see our lives. I eat the pizza, I'll have the cupcake, and it's important that the general public sees that because, like, that's balance. You know, it, it's not, you know, I enjoy a glass of wine more frequently than most, and it's not that I earned it, I didn't earn this or earn that. It's more of just, like, this is what's going to make me feel some type of happiness for the moment, and I'm going to embrace it, but I know that it has a repercussion. I know mm. that I have to work out more to achieve the body that I want. And it's literally what I have to overcome is this guilt in my brain that other trainers aren't eating this. You shouldn't be eating it. Mm. And excuse my language, but fuck them because I'm going to enjoy this. 
you know, you that's have just to. When you, when you compare, that's just setting yourself up for right. misery. And that's social media, unfortunately, oh. in, the, in the day and age. It's everyone compares, like, their bodies and, and what they're doing. This lifestyle is cooler. This person's having more fun. So it, it is a mental game for mm-hmm. the diet as well. Like, it is not about being strict. It's about finding a balance that works and knowing that, is this going to help me or hurt me? And if it's going to hurt me, is it a one-off? Am I having friends with my, my you know, dinner with my friends? This is a social gathering. Yes. Mm. Or is it a Tuesday afternoon and I want to indulge in this, you know, double layer chocolate chip cookie just because I want to. You find the balance. Mm. You got it. And that's the most important part. And I think, what about when it comes to self-discipline? Because I know for me, when it comes to self-discipline, it's not just when, it, you know, when it's in the fitness field, like getting up every morning. It's self-discipline in everything. Yeah. Like managing yourself when it comes to what you say to other people, what you put out there on social media. It's all self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And... What, like what what do you do on a daily basis when it comes to self-discipline how do you manage that um i think the biggest thing you could be is be authentic you know be authentic on be your you. social media mm. yeah like i i'm not gonna you could post a, a, a photo that's not perfect you know my abs might not be perfect in that photo what in, is in perfect though in the perception <laughs> yeah exactly it, you find that i think the biggest thing for someone to to define individually is to define success Yes. You know, and I, I learned that early on is define it because if you don't for yourself, you're never going to achieve it. Mm. You could chase. I used to chase, oh, I want to be a celebrity fitness trainer. I want to, you know, there was this grass was always greener. The, the person on Instagram was the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And then the more and more that you, I have of that, it's like, that's not what I wanted or ever really wanted. It was just what I thought I wanted. So it became more and more apparent to myself that I have to define what I think is successful. Mm. And it is that balance of, you don't want to say healthy lifestyle and not healthy lifestyle, but I think a healthy lifestyle is that balance of working out, eating healthy, eating unhealthy, seeing your friends, talking about fitness, but also talking about other things besides just working out and nutrition. It's You can't just be... Or one trick pony you got to be well-rounded mm. and success to me is is sharing that with people ultimately like you could be the most popular person on instagram but if you're at home at alone and you're you have nobody to share it with friends wise love or you know companion wise it's it's a loss mm. just on that because you know we've we've veered into the social media realm how uh, let's talk to the people who actually look at you know look at a perfect instagram profile and they get affected by it and i always say uh, nothing is what it seems you can look at so i'm my yeah, god I, I can i look I, I look at people on instagram and i see great they look great they look fit and then you get introduced to them in person it's like who are you you look crazy completely different and it's it's scary it's weird it's like what yep. so it's and there's there is this notion of negativity like you can look at a profile and get completely it can ruin your day it can ruin you it's in, and that's all in the head that's it's just yep. thoughts and i always say that thoughts are made up they're make believe they're just they're just waves okay waves of electricity mm-hmm. just like our brain waves that you don't actually it's all just make believe it's all in your head all it is so do you think that's big here especially like in the fitness industry huge in New the fitness. York City? huge i think um and it goes for other professions mm. that see into the fitness world because i get a lot of you know professionals that say oh i want to jump ship i want to be i want to work in fitness i want to mm. be a trainer you've probably I, got a lot of people wanting to work here 100 yeah. percent, they do and i think the 
because they see the Instagram, they see the social media world. Um, it takes a lot of hard work. I mean, I'm sitting in the office with Aaron and Garrison, who are just who are listening to us intently. You know, they're super yeah. due diligence seven days a week. You know, our holidays are our biggest days. Snow days are our biggest days. It's those things where people don't, who aren't engulfed in the industry, don't understand. Like, yeah, you know, we're working when for your entertainment. You know, we're creating this type of culture and environment throughout the day, seven mm -hmm. days a week. Um, so it's a very, the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't work in nine to five. I could turn around and be like, wow, that must be great to be clocking out at five o'clock and, yeah, and going home that. and having a weekend and taking vacations and all that stuff. It doesn't really exist in this industry. Um, but there's pros and cons to everything. Do you ever find like people look at it, exactly what you said, they look at the Instagram, they look at the Facebook, they look at that social media and they think, I want that and they finally get it and they can't handle it. Exactly. And they fall off the That's party. where I think it's super important to, like I said, define your success. Mm. You know, like find something that you really think means the, the word success for you. Mm. And that's what you're supposed to chase. Don't chase somebody else's Instagram. Something. So Andy, let's um let's wrap this up. Sure. Okay. Um, let's finish off with something motivating. You're an inspirational guy. You're very motivating even if you don't even try to. <laughs> so what's something that you can leave people with? Anybody. Uh, I think I used to tell myself in college, any day is a, is a, it's a chance to improve and I have nothing to prove. Meaning I have a chance to improve myself. I don't have to prove to anybody what I can do, what I can't do. I just got to improve myself. Not because of, I, you know, the world, because I want to. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Louisa Nicola. I greatly appreciate your time. If you could go through, please, and rate this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. Have a fantastic day.